Yes, sir. yes, sir. The man wanted to ride. What did he do? Swing down, sweet child. If you're feeling my vibe, then we can all just ride. If you want to get down, then we can all just ride. All my people, throw your hands up high and just ride. Where you're from, east side to west side, just ride. All my people from uptown to downtown. From Cali to NY, you know we all. From the floor to key to DP, just ride. Hey, Ryan. How's it going, Jason? Uh, it's, uh, it's going all right. Um, you know, the weather's good, and uh, kind of got past the big, busy patch at work, so kind of hitting into the kind of the next fiscal year. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> okay. Like it's Well, it's uh, work is just sort of an interesting journey for me, just because, I mean, I, I like I moved here to California in December, so, you know, new, new country, new team. Everybody's been really good, yeah. and... Um, so I just, uh, it's always, it's, it's, it's fresh. And now we're now doing this podcast is sort of part of that experience in a way. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm charged. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, cause you, uh, when we did the greatest Raptors podcast, you dropped a one line in there about how you, you, you kind of just said it so matter of factly that Kyle Lowry is a future hall of famer. I mm-hmm. dispute it. But it did catch my attention because I had heard it once by Bradley Beal, that kind of offhand, like his comment, and I uh, I didn't know really what to make of it. So so can you uh, give me your case? Like, why do you think Kyle Lowry? And you think he's a lock to be clear? You're not even saying well, most likely. You basically think, yeah, like he's ninety five percent there. Is that right? Oh no, he's a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay, so I'll, tell yeah. me. Oh yeah, yeah. I would like yeah. I'll. I'll sign away my mortgage, um, my <laughs> kidney, my, my, my firstborn's kidney, my secondborn's kidney. Sure, I'm willing to put all that. Um, so I love Hall of Fame talks in, in all the sports. And what I've – so there's different – there's different um, – if I had to rank them in terms of what players can get into the Hall of Fame the easiest – Baseball is by far the hardest. It's got okay. The process stinks. It's convoluted. Uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame is is interesting. Um, there's okay. definitely, I think, some players who get in there that probably shouldn't. You you just don't associate them as Hall of Fame. Okay. And then you get to hockey and basketball. Hockey probably being the easiest. Um, okay. Again, um, at me, bro, with all the hockey fans. <laughs> oh, how how dare you speak like that about? Um, you know, Peter Forsberg or Matt Sundin, who, you know, two players I like, but I mean, there's also been Matt guys that the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So let that let did let that let that sit ever, with you. Before you continue, does his teams ever make a conference finals? Like, yes, three yeah. three with the Leafs, three with the okay. Leafs. Yeah, but he never yeah. a Stanley Cup. No, no, Matt 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 Sundin is is absolutely a Hall of Famer in my book. Um, oh, okay. He would be, yeah. Actually, oh, yeah, he's probably – Matt Sundin's comparable to maybe a Kyle Lowry when it comes to, um, but, okay. you know, all-star, but not – not you know, you don't think of Matt Sundin as ever the top center in, in, in the NHL, nor do you consider Kyle Lowry the best point guard of any year in the NBA. But okay, the best okay. thing I can say – But Kyle – Go ahead. Matt, Matt Sundin, I mean, like – Okay, I know I'm biased because it's 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 hard to win in hockey though, individually. Well, when I say win, I mean like Kyle Lowry was in the playoffs and on playoff contenders, like who actually were not just the first and first round and out. Like 
when I was living in Toronto, like Matt Sundin was on that team where like, this is the mid to late two thousands or somewhere in that period. And it's just like, I don't remember if they made the playoffs. Like when I was, Oh, there. Jason. Like, oh God. Matt Sundin was on tons of playoff teams. Okay. His first, the, the first splash, let me just quickly give you, okay. I hate to be the one giving you a hit crash course, but it was basically um, Ken Dryden is now running the Toronto Maple Leafs. Pat Quinn becomes his head coach and um, GM. He then signs Curtis Joseph. And Matt Sundin's already been kind of dwindling in Toronto for a couple of years because it was the big trade with him and Wendell Clark. And immediately it was a conference final with that Leafs okay, team. that time. And, yeah, and back then, early on. No, until he kind of left. I think he, I think the Toronto Maple Leafs. Someone will correct me. I will check after. But Matt Sundin okay. made it to definitely two Final Fours, so a conference championship. I believe he made it okay. to a third one, okay. and it was Buffalo and New Jersey, and I'm thinking Philly, but might be Jersey two times and knocked them. Anyways, he had okay. fair enough. I mean, he definitely had success. And if that's and and and, angry, and but I guess I'm just yeah. thinking about when I was living in Toronto, and all I knew is every single day. Oh, the Leafs suck. Oh, the Leafs suck. That, that was that radio driving one hour from Oakville to North York for work. Yeah, but oh, that's Toronto suck. fans for you. Nah, that's 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 well, that's Toronto for you, man. They weren't contending for the playoffs back then. I remember that though. I remember that they just they weren't. Um, no, it all ended when um, when Ken Dryden came on board. That's when. Okay. okay. Was this and, and NHL was so Ferguson much? Junior? Oh no, that was that was yeah that was. Um, those were dark days. Yeah. Because that's when I'm that's when but you I'm, know what Toronto Toronto what Toronto didn't Toronto benefited from no salary cap. So people have okay. to you know, Toronto was one of the highest payroll teams and it really helped them. So um okay. Okay. Matt Sundin enjoyed some good years. But no, Matt Sundin is absolutely a Hall of Famer. I had no problem. Okay. But but no, there are some anyway. I can't think of any offhand in the NHL, but okay. um there are some guys that I'm just like, okay, okay, you know, you're you're a Hall of Famer. Like, Phil Housley and you know, again, hockey fans can um can chirp at me. But um Kyle Lowry, um okay, am I making the case for him? I mean yes, it's, it's it's the MB it's the NBA. It's um Mitch Richmond, Chris Mullen are in the Hall of Fame. You got Sabonis and Vladi Divac are in the Hall of Fame. Now I know they have international careers, but correct me if I'm wrong, but you also made the case about, you know. Ichiro Suzuki kind of he's going to be in the baseball hall of fame and they're going to include his Japanese numbers in, in, in the baseball hall of fame. So, I mean, Kyle Lowry didn't get a chance. I mean, if Kyle Lowry was born and raised in Latvia and won all sorts of, you know, Greek national championships playing as a pro there and then came to the NBA and then just had a couple of all-star seasons, he'd be in the pro basketball hall of fame because if you take the totality of his career, just like they did with uh, Sabonis and Divots and other international players that put him in the Hall of Fame. But um, yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, Chris <laughs> Mullen. I mean, I can't they just, just, just as long as Chris Mullen, as long, put it this way, as long as we agree that Chris Mullen is in the Basketball Hall of Fame, then that just opens Pandora's box to okay. a lot of other, you know, I mean, Andrea Bernheim deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Maybe, maybe that's a stretch, but Kyle Lowry, absolutely. I mean, Okay. Just looking at stats here quickly, about 15 points a game, six assists career all time. He's made countless all-star teams. He's been on 
um, USA Dream Teams or their version of that. Um, the best thing, oh, and um, two things I can say that make Kyle Lowry a Hall of Famer without even thinking or blinking is that in spite of not being the best point guard ever, right? So you can't pick a year that you say, oh, okay. Kyle, you know, he might have been player of the week, player of the month, et cetera. Yeah. But, but you can't point to one year that said, oh, Kyle Lowry is the best point guard. No, don't, don't, don't be foolish okay. for a second. But just like Carmelo Anthony was the rookie of the month for every single month of his rookie year, but then LeBron <laughs> James wins rookie of the year. Oh, yeah, that's just, that's kind of an interesting fact, right? I, I might have just made it up. I'm not sure. But okay. the thing about Kyle Lowry <laughs> is that, yeah, Steph Curry's probably better than him. Yeah, James Harden. I mentioned James Harden. Yeah, there's a few guys that might be better than him on paper. But I don't think James when Kyle Lowry was matched up against either Clay or, or Steph in that NBA Finals, no one was like saying, oh, you know, we're going to get killed at the point guard. position." we're like, sure. no, we've seen this guy beat Steph before. We've seen this guy be competitive for years. We've seen Kyle Lowry in one game, you know, kind of mono and mono situations, just right. pick right. off these other elite point guards, John Wall, Damian Lillard. I mean, again, Steph, again, uh, Kyle Lowry is probably not going to have um, the – individual accolades that a lot of these guys may have, but um, he took their best shot. He's that prize that goes okay. in there. He's like a George Cervallo giving Muhammad Ali a tough night at the office. Okay. And he seemingly did that every time he was matched up against these guys. So in spite of his season totals, not being uh, comparable to those guys and maybe okay. not making NBA first teams and all that. Right. But he was absolutely competitive with his contemporaries so, and um, okay. and just and just just sorry, just this last point. Yeah. Um, game six against the Warriors. I mean, those nine points. Okay. Um, yeah, bro, that's that's his ticket to wherever the. Um, it's not Cooperstown, but wherever the NBA Hall of Fame um, is located. Uh, he wrote his ticket that night. The yeah, Springfield, yeah. Um, question: Like, uh, first, I guess baseball is. Stats really matter a lot in baseball, don't they? Like a lot more than basketball, I think, um, to get into the Hall of Fame. And they also have the yes and no of the journalists. It's 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 such a bad process that you know you can only pick ten per year. But you know, baseball writers are like, oh, Roberto Alomar is a Hall of Famer, but we just can't put him in the first year, so we're going to wait another year. I mean, let's not even get into baseball. How okay? stupid and intellectually well, I mean, flawed I there is and just political element i just mean that with baseball like players when they get touted for the hall of fame like they're i don't know like their individual stats really stand out whereas in basketball hall of fame they don't i don't know if it really gets talked about that much unless you already have some really incredible stat like you you know mm-hmm. like lebron has a chance to become the all-time scorer right he has a possibility so unless it's something really remarkable like that otherwise there's just a lot of esoteric stats in basketball so narrative Mm -hmm. matter and you said international play relevant like kyle was on the olympic team or sorry uh he had some kind of international play with the with the men's u.s team um do you think that Okay, you acknowledge Chris Mullen, and there's a bunch of other guys in there who they're in that Hall of Fame, and it gets criticized. Like I know, like I, I I'm not ignorant of that. Do you, 
if you were to do that Hall of Fame, those people that you mentioned, like Chris Mullen, would you have taken them, like not put them in the Hall of Fame? Do you think that they should have been there in the first place? Yes or no? It's not really for me to say because um, – Just your opinion. Like, um, okay, I guess I've never been shy you, about that. What do you think um, like, the standard – is for Hall of Fame, you know? Like, I know oh, what okay. it is. Like, yeah. these guys are in. I see yeah. your argument. Well, if these guys are in, then Kyle Lowry should be in. But, but should, like, by right, like, because you wouldn't be alone in thinking that, you know, uh, the Hall of Very Good, right? The Basketball Hall of Fame, everybody gets in. That's the kind of the joke of the Basketball Hall of Fame, that everyone just gets in at some point. You wait long enough. So, like, like I guess what I'm trying to get at is if first – like we ignore the guys who are in there that shouldn't have been in there, right? We just focus on the guys who we think should be in there. Do you still then think that Kyle is as good as those guys that should be in there? That's a question. That's just more of a rhetorical me just trying to examine what your thought process is on yeah. Kyle. <sighs> and if it's a That's yes, a I can one. still respect that too. But I just wonder what you think. So it's a yes for me because okay. um and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um So if I look at LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, and Michael Jordan, um, I will always, for whatever reason, think that LeBron James had the easiest time scoring points than those other two guys. He's just so physically gifted, and yeah. he wants to get his his really his only detriment is that he wants to get his teams more involved, and that's why he has more <laughs> assists and 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 but. I think that was, was wrong. Criticism of, just a side note. That was a criticism of Bill Bradley, one of his coaches, saying, uh, "Oh, really? He he could probably thought, just dominate and score, but he always try to pass." Uh, anyway, keep going. I thought, I thought Bill Bradley's weakness was um, not being known to anyone, but no, that's cool to know. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, LeBron James. I mean, you watch him, you think that he's a video game character. Everything's at okay. ninety nine, and um, so when I look at Kyle Lowry. I definitely see a guy who has to work a lot harder to score points than, you know, James Harden with his, you know, um, game genie hack and, um, and his little splash buddies out in golden state who can just, you know, it's all wrist. It's all flick. It's just nothing but net Kyle Lowry just has to throw himself against triple teams and high off glass seeming and hits the deck gets no call sometimes and he's got to do that another, you know, 12 times, right, in a game. So yeah. now now that's not reason to put him in the Hall of Fame. Like, okay. the Hall of Fame shouldn't care um, if it's easier okay. for one person to score points than the other. But I think that in combination with, um, again, I called him the little engine that can, his way to take charges and to just kind of deflate and kind of kill um, runs on the other teams by not just – we know that he's good for a charge. He he does get blocking calls. You know, he's, he's I don't know what he's batting, but I'm pretty sure he probably gets more blocking calls than this charges. But it's just you've just never really seen that at the point guard level. Um, at least I haven't. Not day in and day out. And the guy takes charges in all star games. I mean, this guy is just okay. I really think that if you're a basketball purist, and I'm not, I okay. I wish I was, but you know, there's there's beat writers, there's journalists who cover the games who who can probably comment more eloquently than than I can. But I would like to but since we're just talking about my opinion, yes, he does deserve to be 
in the Hall of Fame because I think Gary Payton's a Hall of Famer. And okay. I think that Gary Payton, I believe he's still the, or he was at the time, the only point guard ever to win Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. So, and Kyle Lowry, it's, um, you know, I don't know what, I don't know Gary what. Gary Payton was super you, dominant, though, like, as a player. Like, Pardon me, yeah. sorry? Gary, Pay- Gary Payton was super dominant. Like, he was A-list. I, see, that's the thing. I never, I never associated the word dominant. Okay. Listen, okay. Gary, Gary Payton's my favorite player ever. And I and I never associate the word dominant with him. Um, Gary Payton was going to be in the Hall of Fame, I believe, and then he was just kind of the eight minute guy for Miami, right? That that played second fiddle to Jason Williams. Um, but I think he would have ended up in the Hall regardless. And I think Kyle Lowry, you know, if he played 15, 18 years in the NBA, would have would have had enough to get in the Hall of Fame. But um, so yeah, I mean. Short answer, yes, he's in the Hall of Fame because um, he does play well against other point guards who are, quote, better than him. Okay. And he does things that they don't. And he also does things that I don't think a point guard's done beforehand, so like a Gary Payton, and probably won't do after. And I think those are important hallmarks um, of a player that should be considered for the Hall of Fame. And did I mention that he's better than Chris Mullen? I mean, I can't emphasize that (laughs) enough. I mean, I know we're taking Chris Mullen out of our Hall of Fame. Well, but, no, I mean, I was more asking that question on its own. Like, he is in there, I get the argument. I, mean, I was just wondering, yeah. probing this from all angles, like, would you still have thought have, Kyle yeah. is, if it wasn't such a watered-down Hall of Fame, would you have still so, made that I'll, I'll, seems I'll, like, yeah. So, I'd put, I'd put Kyle Lowry in our Hall of Fame if he okay. is the lowest. Like, if, if okay. let's just say that Kyle Lowry is the bar. Guys, you okay. have to get to this level. And okay. then maybe we'll talk about you. So, so I think he deserves to be part of at least the bar, and not the, um, okay. you know, not the next level of, of so Hall of Fame entry. What, but. So then, what do you think of? Uh, because we now you made him as the greatest Raptor in your ranking. I did. I did not. I had him behind Kawhi. Aside from that, though, like Demar Derozan and Vince Carter have scored more points than Kyle. Um, more accolades individually, like all NBAs and all stars. So, actually, no, I think Kyle's actually passed all uh, Demar Derozan actually. But so maybe it is definitive. But I was about to ask you, like, what's your view on on them for the Hall of Fame? Like, do you think? First of all, that's the question. I have a follow up question actually. But first, what do you think of that? I like my my defense mechanism is always going to be. Um, I like seeing more guys in the Hall of Fame than than not. Okay. Because I'm okay. just okay. used to this type of Hall of Fame. So okay. I think it's a cool moment for the players and all that. Um, if we're really, I mean, you and I could pretend to be Deadspin or BR writers for a day and just, <laughs> you know, oh, this is this is the real Hall of Fame. And, you know, 10, 10 players that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame that are. I mean, you and I could do that right now if we wanted to. But do you, for, do you think for what the Hall of Fame is today, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I, I Okay, do you think Kyle's like, more deserving of those two guys? Yes. Okay. Because uh okay. Because um so this gets this gets back to our argument, Chris Bosch over for me, Chris Bosch, I, I have Chris Bosch higher than Vince Carter okay. because I think it's a skill. So how do I explain this? I've had I've had a really hard time and I've had over a week to think about it and I still can't give you a good answer. I think there's talent in being less 
of a basketball player, but fitting in better in the team dynamic than, than not. So in other words, DeMar DeRozan is probably a better overall basketball player than Kyle Lowry and Vince Carter is probably a better overall basketball player than, um, than Chris Bosch. But what I like about Bosch and what I like about Kyle is that I see them being, um, you know how like blood types are more compatible than others when it comes okay. to donation? Yeah, like O negative is okay, the best just, one. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry for uh, this analogy, but yeah, 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 I see those guys. I just see those guys as just pieces that you could fit into okay, so that. many more teams that are just missing that piece than a guy like Vince Carter, who, you know, Vince Carter is not going to come off the bench in his prime. Whereas Kyle Lowry, sorry, not Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, I would have loved for him to be a Raptor during their championship run. He, I, 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 I probably start him over Danny Green. Or if you don't want him to start him yeah, over Danny start him Green, over at, least, sure. at, least, at, least, at least he comes off the bench. Um, so you can't tell me that defense. DeMar DeRozan doesn't help you win a championship. He probably just doesn't help you win a championship making the money that he does now. Yeah, and and getting the minutes that he does now, much like how Vince Carter probably didn't do that when he was with the Nets, and then you know the subsequent moves after. So because of that, because a guy like Kyle Lowry and Chris Bosh, their their roles are much more defined, and we know what they are. To me, there's greatness in that, and that's why I value them over the quote the the star of the team. I, I value guys who aren't stars of the team because they are able to be slotted. They're they're more of a utility player. They work better with other players around the league. They can they can conform to more uh, to uh, different teams, different situations. Um, okay. Again, that might be a quirky way of viewing greatness, but if Kyle, a question for you, if Kyle Lowry, well, by the way, I think Vince Carter is going. He's a he's a lock in the Hall of Fame. I think. I think he's a lock. You're probably right. Done. If if Kyle did not, if the Raptors did not win a championship, let's Kyle never wins a ring, and he had this accolades. Uh, do you think that he would? He's still set for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I actually thought about what you said last week about how the press would view a Toronto Raptor, and if if you know, okay, if a city like Toronto and the Toronto well, Raptors. Well, I was more. That, I was more saying I just didn't know how it would be. Because it just hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so no, but but on. but it got me think. No, you're right. It got me thinking. I mean, I don't want to speak to ignorance, but I really wonder how many people who cover the game of basketball, say they're a beat reporter or whatnot, um, really only started paying to Kyle Lowry because you know he had an incredible start to Game Six, and then okay, you know was a was it was a world champion after that. Um, well, okay. I think he, I think he is because of the All Stars and the fact that he was, um, he was on those Team USA's, yeah. one or two of them. Yeah. So to me, that's, you know, it's like winning Best okay. Supporting Role. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone, you know, stats are what you make them, and different accolades are more important than others. Um, yeah. But again, I, I'm looking at his numbers, and they compute. I mean, you can put them up. Yeah. Against um, some of, yeah. So I think f- for me, he is, yeah. but I can understand the, put it this way. For me, he is a Hall of Famer, just playing the rest of his career at the level he's currently playing at and let him lose in finals, let him lose in conference championships, let him be one and dones. 
um, kind of like how Tracy McGrady's career kind of went. Um, okay. But obviously Tracy McGrady had, you know, 60 point games and things that Kyle Lowry has never he had wasn't before. He wasn't a lock either, Tracy. I think there was still a little bit of, yeah. Okay. He was going to get in. Well, there you go. Yeah. He wasn't was a lock and then he ended up yeah. getting in. So, did get him, yeah. So um, I would like to think that Kyle Lowry, you know, if you're asking me, yes, he is a Hall of Famer without the championship ring. But I also understand the argument that he's not because he didn't win the championship. I can I can see these journalists not putting him in there um, because he wasn't able to ever take Toronto to the next level. And, and suppose that Toronto lost the NBA championship with Kawhi Leonard. Um, I could see people holding that against him. Kyle Lowry just... Um... For reference, sorry, I'm just trying to see like his points per game. Uh, his career points per game, ten points per game, assists a six, ten and he's a ten and six player. He shot. Oh, sorry, that's all star. Sorry, he's fourteen and six. And his yeah, I was gonna say, what are you looking at? <laughs> his field goal percentage is forty two percent. Three point shot thirty six percent. So, um. 14 and 6. Is that good enough for the Hall of Fame? Maybe. I mean, that ring, to me, I think what puts me sort of at a position for pause, makes me give pause, is uh, it's because he won the ring. Um, I think, like, there are already a lot of great players, a lot of good players, multiple-time All-Stars, and it's like, uh, you're really wavering. But then when they win a ring, they're like, okay, um, I'm going to give you another consideration now. Like Demar, I think it's going to be a tougher case to make um, because he hasn't had like because there is a narrative part to this and like what kind of moments can people remember you by? Like Dennis Rodman's in the Hall of Fame, but um, you know, like he won a few rings with the Bulls and the Pistons, but stats-wise, it's not there. It, It just like you know, it was always sort of a bit of a bubble case with him. So with Kyle Lowry, um. It's multiple time all stars, multiple time all star, a ring. It's uh, I, I honestly actually the case you make, um, I'm still kind of on that fence. I don't really know how it's gonna go. I'd be happy for him because I mean I think he's such a hard worker and he's uh, I mean he's really he's just generally underappreciated. If you think about how like they kept wanting to trade him every pretty much every year he's been in Toronto, right? And he's mm-hmm. been like half his career in Toronto. I think what's really underrated about him is how he came into the league with Memphis and then Houston. And he's just like, he's kind of like on the bench in Memphis behind, I think it was Mike Connolly. And then he gets traded to Houston. And then I don't know, was he starting in Houston? Um, but then Houston ends up trading him to Toronto. Um, I believe it was a trade. And he was kind of just, he didn't really. I had I had I had no idea who he was when he came to Toronto. Oh, okay, um, I I yeah. knew him acutely. Um, I forget why I knew him on Houston, and I was uh, Toronto got him. I'm like, all right, um, whatever. I'm just like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he, uh, I knew of him to be prickly. Like I don't know. Like someone, mm-hmm. just, there were just some different comments like the media would make. Hey, he's kind of prickly. People don't really like him that much. And I think actually there was somebody who wrote an article about him in Toronto. How I think it might have been Masai who talked to him, like, "Hey, like you're a smart player, you're a good player. Like, look, if you want to have a longer career, you gotta just be less of an asshole." And like, mm-hmm. and it was just him sort of figuring out how to be more of a leader. And 
as I'm talking. Yeah, that's that's about. that's 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 kind of that's that's kind of rich coming from Masai. <laughs> well, he's a leader, right? I mean, like, you know. Yeah, and, and but that's that's the thing. Like, he's like I consider Masai an alpha. And he's telling another alpha how to how to you know act in the in in the in the prison yard. So, um, <laughs> all I'll say is this about Kyle. Um, okay. His best season is twenty two points. So okay, yeah. Um, you know, we talked about North American bias and all this, and I, you know, bring up soccer. It yeah. seems like we either bring up pro wrestling or me with soccer, but soccer really is an interesting sport because there's, there's so many ways to define greatness when you play um, professionally in Europe, because you have your international career and then you have, and then with your professional team in Europe, um, just by nature of, you know, there's, there's champions league. And then for your, for your, you know, if you're so like a Kyle Lowry, for example, would play for um, say team USA. He would then play in Europe, either in England or France, Italy, or Germany. And he'd probably play for a top team that plays in FA cups in England or um, El Clasico in, in, in Spain. And then, you know, either play for um, he'd probably play in Champions League. I mean, you're getting you're getting a lot of Kyle Lowry if he was a professional soccer player, right? He'd be he'd be playing for a lot of different teams, playing for a lot of different cups and titles, and yeah, like a lot of meaningful games. And, and yet, and yet, the interesting thing about Europe is that you're probably you know if, if for those who aren't aware, you're probably thinking, my God, they have all these championships, all these like doesn't everything go watered down? And the answer is not really. Um, no, not really. There's, yeah. there's many ways of having a bad season in Europe and many ways of having a good season. Okay. And when it's all said and done and you're reading off these guys' resumes, um, you might want to play devil's advocate and say like, oh, well, he just, there's so many, you know, titles to win in soccer, but they really revere those, those accomplishments and they all mean something. It's, it's different because you know, wins in soccer are valued no matter if you're playing a third division team, but you're playing for a, a, a national cup or you're playing in a Champions League uh, knockoff round game and you're playing in another time. Like they all, so it is its own saying, merit. And okay. it's, it's, it's really, yeah. So what so I'm trying to say is the that, lack of that is, is what kind of hurts Kyle. But like if he had that, he'd have more of a chance to, so, so put it this way. So put it this way. We're talking about, you're potentially talking about Kyle Lowry being a Hall of Famer because of the NBA championship, yay or nay. And okay. in, 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 in European soccer, it wouldn't even be disputed that this guy's a Hall of Famer. Okay. And, you know, the easiest two players to point to are Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. They've, you know, it's a lot of people only tune into the World Cup. But the fact is that, you know, if you want to watch the best quality soccer in the world, you're not tuning in to watch World Cup because it's, okay. it's you know, a team like Argentina and Portugal, my beloved Portuguese team. I mean, Ronaldo is playing with um, just he's playing like if, if, if you're picturing car dealerships and Ronaldo's a Ferrari, you know, his teammates are just Cadillacs and Lexuses and, you know, Maseratis okay. Okay. and. You know all this, and then and and when he goes play for Portugal, it's you know he'd be it's you know he plays with nice players. He plays with 
Volkswagen Jettas and Beetles and and Mazda threes. Like they're they'll they make him competitive, but he's 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 not playing with the best quality player yet. The World Cup title is what it's what it's all about, right? It's it's the full Monty. Yeah. And but you're you so I guess in a long-winded way, I'm trying to say that Kyle Lowry would be more appreciated if if basketball was treated more like European soccer. Okay. And well, you know, it's not it's not is it's not is he a Hall of Famer? It's how does he compare to other Hall okay. of Famers? Okay. I mean, the well, first, like the Hall of Fame, they do take into account international experience, right? Which is why, like Carmelo Anthony, already. I know he never really he never got to an NBA Finals, but he was a really solid case because he's the greatest U.S. Olympian, greatest men's uh, basketball Olympian, basketball player for Olympics history. Yeah, he's the yeah he's he's the one NBA the men's basketball player who's basically the most decorated Olympian. So he has a strong case for the Hall of Fame just based on that alone. Um, so it is accounted for. Um, I think. Uh, I guess so. I mean, I can, I can see. I, I guess because of that wide spectrum, and I'm, I'm kind of, I still always hold the Hall of Fame in a regard where, when names come up, I don't think about the guys who I don't even know who they are and why they're in there. I sort of still think of mm-hmm. who I would expect should be in there, and I kind of measure them against that. Right. I don't necessarily have a player in mind. Like, hey, this is what the mm-hmm. minimum is. Like, just now, I was just taking a look at Derek Fisher, and I was trying to think, like, should that guy be in the Hall of Fame? Five championships. Interesting. He's, but his, interesting. his point totals are just, like, his individual stats are just really low. He was a starter on right. the team, very important. So I was trying to think, like, would Kyle compare to him? And I'm like, that's nah, not a good comparison. Like, he's definitely better than Derek Fisher. and um, And, like, you know, it's like Dirk won only one ring. Now, Dirk is better than Kyle. I mean, they're not playing the same position, but Dirk's going to get in. And I, I'm trying to think, like, people would have actually questioned whether Dirk should have gone in if he didn't win that ring. We'd look at him so different because he won that ring, that one championship. Yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. But if he didn't win that championship, I wonder if – he probably you – know, he still would have gone in. He's just so far up that list on the on the points scored all on the all-timers. This is a – this is the fallacy, though, of, of rings, right? Because, yeah. I mean, it is a fallacy. again, I'm not, Gary, not denying that at all. Yeah. So, you know, Gary Payton had no business winning the championship ring when he did. His best two opportunities were when he was, you know, played oh, the yeah. Bulls. Yeah. And yeah. then when and then when um, it was the Lakers and Pistons in the finals, he was now he did play meaningful minutes for Miami. I'm not going to shit on his Miami again. We're talking about my favorite player of all time. Oh, forgot about and, and, and that. I, yeah, he won in Miami. Sorry, keep going. Yeah, he won in Miami. Yeah, he he was he he played um he played backup minutes to Jason Williams, um, and it was um, but he was there. It, it was him. It was kind of him, Alonzo Mourning. Uh, Antoine Walker, they were like the three vets who hadn't won a ring yet, and they were coming on board to Miami. Yeah, and right. um, you know, they were riding Dwayne Wade and you know, Udonis Haslam. This time, uh, that's why I didn't know what was going on. I was living in Shanghai, Beijing at that time, and I just wasn't following. Oh, okay, yet. I could have seen it on TV, I just was busy in my life, but anyway, sorry, keep going. Yeah, so, um, I mean, Gary Payton got a ring. You know, but did he really get a ring? Um, it's okay. I see what you're saying. You know, it's yeah. It's it's. There, I think the great thing about the Hall of Fame debate 
and why they are kind of productive, right? They're not, I think they're a lot more productive than, you know, Michael Jordan versus LeBron, <laughs> who's greater. But the, the Hall of Fame debate is interesting because you do, you do discuss bars. And when you, for me, when you include a player like Chris Mullen and, <laughs> but, but, but take out Chris Mullen, I really do compare Kyle Lowry to, you know, a Gary Payton. Okay. Um, kind of, you know, chip on their shoulder, yeah, just guys of. getting in faces. Um, I think Kyle's the better overall scorer, better shooter, but Gary was just that that um, gnawing presence on defense, um, sometimes just, you know, verbally and just, you know, seeing what he could get away with um, in terms of hand-checking and pulling and doing all the stuff that, that Gary was known for, almost like a Bruce Bowen type of way. Um, but, I mean, it made all the sense in the world to me. Um, Gary Payton, Hall of Fame, yep, got him. And I, I think the same way about Kyle Lowry. Um, and it might, be a, it might be a Toronto bias, just like there's probably someone out in L.A. that says, what are you talking about? I saw Derek Fisher play here for years. There's no way. There's probably people that said there's no way Kobe and Shaq win those championships without him. And then, you know, um, Gasol and, and Kobe and Lamar Odom uh, win it without him being there as well. So, um, yeah. Well, so just now I was just taking a look at Kevin Garnett for a second, right? Because he, mm-hmm. he didn't have like, like, awesome like just dominating although there was that stretch in minnesota he was just cleaning up right and then he went to boston his stats took a dip because he's playing with these other greats um Mm -hmm. his career averages you know it's like 17 points a game assists is three rebounds is 10 he's shooting like 49 percent field goal percentage kyle lowry just to repeat 14 and six rebounds four it's like yeah, like someone's going to be like, well, you know, like that's a whole like three point whatever. I mean, to me, like when I look at those numbers, they don't look that different. Uh, mm-hmm. Versus Kevin Garnett. I mean, no, Kevin Garnett's is a bit better. But in the end, like it's it's like it's kind of comparable. The difference is, I mean, Kyle hasn't finished his career yet. Maybe he'll play like just as long as Kevin. I mean, Kevin played a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that if, if Kyle can maintain this level he's at, uh, his peak was the 15, 16, 16, 17 season. So, I mean, he looks like he's kind of in decline. It's it, Hopefully he can maintain his current level for another, like, few years. If he can just maintain it for another two contracts, um, then, yeah, he might very well have cemented his place. Uh, and if he can stay in Toronto, then I, I think so. Toronto hasn't had, like, a name like that. And just people, basketball heads, media, they, they like those kinds of stories, I think. So, yeah. He he might very well like, um, mm-hmm. and I was just building on that greatest Raptors. I think after if he once he gets through maybe next season, I'll move him to number. I would move him to number one on my list. You can ask me again, but mm-hmm. I think if it's just like finishes this season, finishes next season, playing the same level, he's basically past yeah. Kawhi. I think at that point, um, even if he even well, if yeah, he once get to a it's just duration. Like I think that's basically what I would mm-hmm. give it to. Like as long as he's just playing on the team and and he's not like dipped off and just fallen into a crater or anything like that. But uh, Hall of Fame, yeah, I could see that. I just want to just see. Kevin Garnett was an all-star. How many times was he an all-star? He is a, okay, 15-time all-star. I mean, like, that is that is different. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Six-time, actually, like, yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think Kevin, yeah, I think the word dominant does apply to Kevin Grant. I mean, he was considered the best at his position. Um, I guess it would have been him and Tim Tim Duncan um, were considered well, the... Um, yeah, I mean, Kevin Garnett, his criticism for a long time was that he couldn't win, right? He could, just couldn't do anything mm-hmm. in Minnesota. That, that was it. And then he won in Boston, the narrative changed around him. But look, mm-hmm. I, I mean, kind of forget it sometimes. Six-time NBA All-Star, um, All-NBA third team one year. I mean, yeah, I, I can see the case there. I think it just threw me off because I never think of him in that light. But I think... I think I'm kind of coming around to being like, I, I'll, I'll, at a minimum, I'll say I won't be surprised and I wouldn't think it's a travesty. Like, I wouldn't think it's a misjudgment for him to get in the Hall of Fame. If somebody wants to make the case that he shouldn't be, I'll like be like, all right, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I also understand what Ryan is saying, that if you're going to put in Chris Mullen, then you should have in Kyle Lowry. So I, I kind of see all these angles to it. That's it. You can, you can, yeah. what you just said, you can tattoo on my forehead tomorrow. <laughs> Cool, man. I will gladly. I will uh, gladly have that on my headstone. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. Yeah, and I, it's uh, not. It's and, and and listen, I'm not. I liked Chris Mullen. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, Hall that okay. So so if we're talking about players that come to mind, oh my god, Hall of Fame. Just you don't even bat an eye. When Chris Mullen was in the Hall of Fame, I there was a moment of pause for him, like uh huh, okay. <laughs> um, I guess because I didn't find his run, I did not find his run in Indiana impressive at all. I mean, that was Reggie's team. I thought that Reggie needed a better guy to get. I forgot he was on that team until the last dance. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, I remember him vividly on that team, and I'm thinking like they were putting him in Golden State Warriors. So that was why. Okay. Yeah, I just, I just, I just thought that. Oh my God, like. This is the help you're going to get, Reggie. He's not going to beat Michael with with Chris Mullen, and um, yeah, I mean he had the impressive run in in um, in Golden State, whatever that trio was called. They had a cool little nickname, yeah, right, him, Richmond, and Hardaway. There you go. And um, was it him, Richmond, and Hardaway? Uh, yes, it was Tim Hardaway, Mitch Richmond. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean. But again, I'm not crying foul that Chris Mullins in the in in the I'm not no, crying yeah, foul that Chris Mullins just... is in the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying if he's in the he's Hall in of there? Fame, yeah, I understand. Yeah, then let's let's see who else Kyle. is also in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, because if he's the bar, which I do consider him the bar, Chris Mullins, yeah. um, then let's let's put a few more other guys in there. Cool, man. Yeah, I think you made a good case. I think. Uh... I appreciate that. I didn't really look deeply at Kyle in that kind of light. Didn't think about it. Um, so I think that that was, um, I think it was helpful. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think at the end we're rooting for Kyle. Like that guy worked really hard as a Raptor. Yeah. Um, went, took his lumps yeah. and just got stronger each year. So just got smarter and better each year. So what about what about the one playoffs they took his lumps? I mean, I you weren't here in Toronto, but I'm he got he got crucified when he put up zero points <laughs> the Orlando Magic. And it's it's um, funny too because yeah, the, it's funny too because the year before I went to a Halloween party and oh, there was this, Yeah, I remember that know, these guys. Points. Yeah. Yeah, but even before that, they the year that they got just, just like LeBron just put on a clinic the year before when they eliminated the Raptors. And 
there was really nothing that could be done. I mean, LeBron just played probably the best playoff series of his life was against the Toronto Raptors in the um, in the 2018 finals. And so I saw that and I saw, okay, you know, it, there's nothing that Dwayne Casey, DeMar DeRozan, and Kyle Lowry could have done, right? And then here I am at these parties and outings and, oh, it's Kyle Lowry's got to go, right? Kyle Lowry's got to go. He's, <laughs> He's he's not these other point guards. He's not these other. Then fast forward a year later. Oh, you know, I just I just knew we had to stick with Kyle. Kyle would have, <laughs> and this is why it all ties in with Andrea Bargnani and just this this <laughs> this gripe, this tension, this 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 gnawing feeling I have in my stomach with these. Um, I think Bill Maher said it best on his show: uh, "Stupid smart people," <laughs> and I think Toronto is full of stupid smart fans because. I think if you look at the fans, basketball fans, I'm actually quite impressed when a player takes one too many steps and players are waiting for a travel call or they'll see a, you know, um, or they'll see, um, they really react to a late whistle when a star gets a late whistle, say a LeBron James or a, you know, or Kevin Durant, you know, it's, it's really, it's re like the referee clearly waited for the shot to be a miss and then blows his whistle. So I'm actually shocked that, people when they watch the game how in tune they are how they're really into the um you know the minutiae of the game and then they just you know they but then they'll shit on the players that they do and it's just anyways that's that's my that's my that's my grudge to bear and um that'll be with me but um yeah so so kyle lowry so if anything yeah. to bring it back to kyle lowry um I would love to see him in the Hall of Fame just to kind yeah. of, you know, shut up the people that, that thought he, oh, we just don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, a Hall of Fame caliber point guard when I always knew we kind of did. He just, okay. you know, because again, like Chris Bosch, I could see Kyle Lowry. I could easily see Kyle Lowry winning championships with Kobe and Shaq and and in, in San Antonio with okay. Tim Duncan and Ginobili. I mean, you re I really can't see Kyle Lowry not having the talent to win championships with, with different teams over the years and the eras. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah I can see what – yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I mean, part of his story is his growth over the years too, so I wonder mm -hmm. without that specific path he's gone, then does he actually become what he's become? I mean, a bit of a chicken and egg situation, but – you know, the yeah. path that he's gone on has been really good for him, and he has shown it. The credentials are there. So uh, we'll wait and we'll see. But uh, I think, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So I think we've, so I think we've covered Kyle. Um, I think he made a good case. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Cool, man. Okay, well, thanks. So Yeah, thanks, Jason. Okay, great, man. Well, uh, I mean, um, for, we'll, there'll probably be other me. players. We'll cut just cut. Uh, there, there probably will be other players. We'll end up having these kinds of debates about at some point. That's mm -hmm. good. It's good. It's a good little, uh, good little, uh, little microscope on on someone. So, all right, yeah. man. Well, I'll catch you. Uh, catch you again next time. Take care, Jason. Good night, everyone. Maestro. I'll stick to your vision, keep the composition. Seen a lot of shame in the game. Seen a lot of pain with the fame. Seen a lot of highs and lows, but that's just the way life goes. Seen my name written in the lights. I seen a lot of things in my life. Seen a lot of highs and lows, but that's just the way life goes. Yo, I grab the microphone like a priest does a